Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. All right, welcome everyone. I am Justin Brooke, founder of Ad Skills today. And today we have a much different topic from our normal business and marketing stuff. I had an outstanding, amazing experience, life-changing experience with uh, my friend here, Victor Marks. And I wanted to get him on here to explain what even happened because I'm not sure I can do justice to what happened. Uh, if you, you may recognize his face from YouTube as the world's fastest gun disarming video, very famous video that's been around for many, many years and a bunch of different variations. But what Victor really does outside of, you know, firearms training and just being a, you know, the manliest man out there, uh, he's out there saving children uh, and women from ISIS. You know, he's, his ministry is all things possible ministry, and he's out there really doing it. You know, I, I encourage you to look at victormarks.com. I encourage you to Google Victor Marks. If you've never heard of him before, man, you need to know this man. Absolutely. Victor, thank you so much for giving us time on here. Uh, I know you're an incredibly busy guy, but thank you for being here, man. Of course, Justin, what a privilege. And uh, greetings to your to your audience. And uh, this ought to be fun today. This ought to be oh. a little bit <laughs> different. We're for a little loop. <laughs> Well, All right. So I want to kick this off. Um, today, we're talking about, ultimately, we're talking about spiritual warfare, you know, and I want to bring up that topic here. But we're also talking about self-talk, the inner dialogue in our minds. And as someone who has struggled with anxiety my whole life, um, the inner talk, the, the self-dialogue, all that stuff, I believe that it can become a, a real problem if unchecked. It's something that I, as an adult, I had to learn about. I had to learn about how to control like the negativity and the self-talk and saw psychiatrists and, you know, they tried to give me pills and ultimately vitamins work better. And then ultimately Jesus worked better than any of the vitamins. Um, but I was on a prayer and I'm a, you know, most of y'all know I'm brand new to this Christian stuff. I mean, I'm so new. I could still hear my old self talking sometimes and um, learning it all. But I, you know, I crazily, I get introduced to Victor on a pod. We were both intro, uh, interviewed on a podcast together. And I had actually, I did it when you introduced yourself as Victor Marks, I didn't know who you were. But when afterwards I went and looked up the video and saw the gun disarming video, I was like, whoa, I was just on the phone with that guy. Um, and so I had a little bit of a geeky moment, a uh, former martial artist myself in a, in a whole nother life. And uh, so I was definitely a big fan. And anyway, so we, uh, we get introduced and Victor goes to help me one day. He's like, hey, man, can I, can I uh, do a spiritual warfare prayer for you? And I was like, I'm so new to this. I'm like, well, yo, whatever, you know, let's see what this is all about. And, and he starts praying. I'll be honest with you. 
all here. Okay. I thought he was a bit crazy at the yep. moment. You know, yep. the things he was saying, the things he was talking about, I was like, I don't even know if I should stay on the phone right now. You know, it was just, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I gotta be, I'm going into this interview right now, a little scared to tell you all about what I'm going to tell you all about, but it was too yeah. crazy. It was too, you know what it was? It was too real mm. afterwards, you know, in the moment when you're on the phone and you're saying what you're saying in my ear or this prayer that's going on, I'm wondering if I should even be on the phone anymore. But afterwards, you know, an hour, six hours later, and I don't hear the same inner talk, the same self dialogue that was going, it was so much quieter in my mind, mm. the negative thought, even still today. Yeah. And that's why I had to, mm have this conversation even is awkward and uncomfortable it's just too real man and i gotta get it out there i gotta you know expose this to other people so with all that said can you explain even what spiritual warfare is yes uh and thanks for your just man just being real transparent about it all and real because i think that's what people are looking for and you know before i kind of get into some of the uh, tactics of it all. Uh, let's just talk about the reality of this negative talk, uh, things we struggle with uh, so that your, your audience understands I'm not coming at you or them with a, you know, 40 pound Bible, uh, uh, and pinning you down and saying, well, you got to believe like this. Let's just talk about the reality of what we as humans struggle with. Uh, and then how we cope, right? So you mentioned psychiatrists, how many, you know, people go to psychologists, um, uh, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, it's a high percentage, drug addictions, uh, addictions to porn, ruined relationships, um, struggles in all these areas. And, um, you know, my goal as someone who has struggled personally 123 visits to a trauma specialist in nine months. I've been addicted to both. I mean, a lot of different drugs uh, as a kid growing up. And then as a young man from, you know, substance abuse from alcohol to acid. And then I've been on um, the, the pharmaceuticals of Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Buspar. I was diagnosed bipolar two, ultra rapid cycler. Um, and um, I, I know the harsh reality of putting a gun in your mouth, uh, wanting to die, being, having my marriage, being, you know, just struggling, struggling and trying to be a good dad. So uh, I just want the audience to know, look, I'm not coming at you as some televangelist, uh, you know, waiting to get you at the end with a, you know, offering, and I'll send you a prayer cloth. And, uh, but, but the reality is, I believe that humanity is in a eternal, real struggle between good and evil. And we're caught in the middle. Uh, I do believe in God, but I also believe in evil. I've seen it. I've seen it personally, uh, up close and personal. And I've seen it throughout my life as we try to help people get free or, um, 
or we stop what I call the manifestation of evil. And many people listening right now may not even believe in God, but they do believe in evil because they've seen it. And you, and it's like, well, how, you know, there has to be evil, not just because some of the things are so extreme. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'd say this, um, people can see, uh, people can see a, a film on my life story. It's on our website or YouTube. It's free. Um, we have, it's in 15 languages or, uh, those who would like a book, uh, they can certainly order a book off of our website or Amazon. If you can't afford it, we'll, we'll send you one. That's kind of how we are. Uh, cause we want people to be free. Uh, that's, that's the main thing to walk and be, um, and enjoy life. Not saying life's not tough cause it is, but we just don't want you to become hardened from it or desperate or hopeless. So uh, as a background, my father didn't claim me as his kid. My parents didn't make it. My mother was married six times. I lived in 14 different uh, houses. I went to 14 different schools, lived in 17 different houses. And then I was abused as a kid. I suffered physical, sexual, and emotional trauma uh, and was tortured. And ultimately I was, uh, I was left for dead as a kid. So in a commercial cooler, that's why uh, my background caused such a struggle uh, for me growing up and even into my adulthood. And, and, and so I needed a lot of healing and I tried many things. I, I tried Buddhism. I, I tried different aspects of, you know, be, uh, I was driven to become such a good martial artist and hold a world record for the guns and all this type of stuff. I was in the United States Marine Corps and, uh, but I wasn't free. And that's, that's the point I want to make today. So this battle between good and evil with humans caught in the middle, I do believe that um, the enemy, you can call him devil, Lucifer, uh, call his minions, demons. I do believe that they do study and stalk humans with the main purpose as outlined in the Bible is to still kill and destroy. But even that point of evil, if you're not using the Bible, you can look at the Quran, you know, jinn, uh, evil. You can look in through different cultures. There are very clear signs and definitions of evil against cultures and people. So I just kind of back it up to God, Satan, because I believe the Bible gives a better definition of Satan. He used to be in heaven. He was an angel. And because of his rebellion, God kicked him out. When he fell, he took a third of the angels with him, created his own army. And now they became fallen angels or demons, which study, stalk, attack, harass, uh, and destroy humans. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, and I've seen it a lot, uh, I've experienced personally freedom in my mind because the battlefield is the mind. People may watch the exorcists and different things and see extreme manifestations of evil. Oftentimes all that does is make people scared, right? Cause it's like, and, and the reality is the battle is so much more finesse and secretive. Uh, and it boils down to this, the enemy of our soul will whisper things to our mind to make us think that it's our own thoughts, mm. but they're really lies. And when we believe lies enough, they become our own truth. 
And when they become a truth, it's self-defeating, their self-vows taken, and a person really will stay stuck. And maybe they can become wealthy or healthy in certain ways and have an outward look, but they struggle inside what people call my inner demons. And, uh, and I often just say, well, the battle's in the mind. And there is a way to find out if you, a person who's watching or listening, actually have any demons that what, what I would say are assigned to you, assigned their assignments to you or attached to you, and then just are riddling you. Uh, so before we get into that, yep. before we get into that, because that's the, uh, the piece de resistance yes. that we want to get into here today. Um, one of the ways that I've been introducing you and in kind of this whole concept is um, you told me a story about a woman in front of a mirror. Oh yeah. Yes. Could we talk, could we talk about yeah. that little? That, that's exactly use? what I was going to say because okay. you know, we're, we're all on different <laughs> levels of faith or, and, and when you, when you start talking about spiritual warfare, I mean, it's, it is some type of belief system that you're like, ah, and I tell people, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's odd, weird, because it's different. But once you have an understanding of it, not, not, not different so much anymore. But so I tell, I tell people this, and I'll, I'll say to women, it's easiest. Uh, when, when a woman gets out of a shower, she's getting ready for bed or go to work, and she's just raw in front of that mirror. Uh, I, I just asked them, I said, uh, do you ever hear any weird, like, self-talk? They're like, oh, like what? I go, I mean, do you ever hear like, you're ugly, you're disgusting, no one will ever love you. Gosh, you're just getting older. You, you know, you slut, your background, whatever, just all this negative talk that make women so uncomfortable. And most women say, well, yeah, I mean, you know, but I'm looking, I said, okay, is it you or is it someone else? They go, well, I mean, it's just me. I'm kind of, I go, all right. So do you look at yourself and say, wow, I really need to lose a little weight or wow, I could look different. Or do you hear you are disgusting? No one will ever love you. You will not, you're not valued. You're not, you won't get a husband. He's going to leave you, blah, blah, blah. If it's you, then that's a different voice. We don't say that to ourselves. And then typically women will go, oh, I hear that. Yes, I have. I've heard that a lot. I go, well, that's probably not your mind saying it. It's what we would consider an outside source or a demonic attack on your mind. And that's where the battlefield is. Mm, absolutely. I find that that story resonates with a lot of people. And they, yep. they do. They get that little light bulb moment. You know, when they tell them, they're like, wait, yeah, I that's yeah i've had that it's it's you it's your it's it's not me i you know that's going on and that's you know when you can see and i love what you said about holding every thought captive yep yeah you know could you talk just a second about that yeah i i mean i had a group of men in this weekend at our leadership training center here in colorado you know some of former professional athletes uh all in the business sector successful and and uh we're talking and visiting. And I just said, Hey guys, could you imagine if let's just say three hours, we pick three hours in a day and I give you a clipboard and a pen and you literally had to write down every thought that entered your mind, no matter what, 
every thought for three hours. Oh, the sky's blue. Oh gosh, you know, what was this? Uh, that person hates me. Every, then they were like, oh my gosh. I said, what would it look like afterwards? The traffic, the stream of consciousness that's just overloaded. I said, not much of it would be peaceful. I said, that's how you start to take thoughts captive. It's a mental discipline to go, well, wait a minute. I, I don't want to repeat that. I, I, actually, I don't even like that thought. Uh, and like for men, it may not be men getting out of the shower, looking in the mirror. It just may be every day in your life where you're going you're gonna to end up like your dad. You know, my dad ended up in a mental hospital and my grandfather was in one. So, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'm going next. Uh, it can be all this negative. She doesn't love you. Whatever it is, you're a horrible dad. It, it, this is what we call oppressiveness, oppressive thoughts. And a person first has to recognize, uh, those who are listening or watching this, you've got to recognize by taking thoughts captive and go, yeah, I do hear, that's a, I hear this negative self-talk and it's, uh, it, it does weigh me down. So one, recognize. The next thing we have to do is you have to resist it. I mean, you, you, you have to make a choice to go, no, I'm, I don't want to listen to that. I, I want to think good things. And the Bible's pretty clear. On, we're supposed to think of what's good, lovely, pure, good report. Uh, it's positive. We're not, I mean, we're realists because we know what's going on in this world. But it's how do we control our thoughts? And then I tell people, when you start thinking better, rejoice. I mean, be happy about it. But there's a place and a time where I believe some people really need to be prayed for. And we call it a retooling prayer. And, you know, um, it's, it's biblically based, but it's sure practical. And we've Is this prayed- the one that you did with me? Yep, yep. Okay, uh, awesome. I wanted to get into this because, you know, we've really talked about the self-talk and the negative talk and holding your thoughts captive and how understanding how to hear which may not be you and which may actually be you. And so now we're going to get into the actual prayer that you did. And I got to tell you, I'm looking, you know, right into the camera with you all right now. It was as real as the effectser that was given to me by my psychiatrist. It was as real as the B12 and folic acid and the 5-HTP. I mean, what happened? I, it was crazy at the, at the moment, live on the phone with them. I was like, I can't believe what I'm actually hearing in my ears right now. But an hour after, six hours after, three days after, the, the effects were as real as, as anything physical in life. And so that's why I had to get this on here. So, Victor, take it away, man. Explain what, what, what happened. Absolutely. Explain to me what happened. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) It's, uh, again, if our mind is the battlefield and there's a real enemy that uh, what we call shoot fiery darts into our mind, right? Ephesians 6 is an outline for how to protect ourselves against spiritual warfare. It's Ephesians chapter 6, and people can read it. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Just go online, Google Ephesians 6, and you'll see the latter part of it talks about uh, God says, I mean, we're to equip ourselves because what we don't see is actually more real than what we do see. And then mm-hmm. a stronghold is uh, just, just like a military operation. If there's a stronghold, uh, 
physically in war, that can happen in our mind. And that's, again, when you believe these lies, it's all about lies, when these lies become your truth. So this is how I pray for people. Um, it may not make sense to some, uh, but it's, it's pretty real. Uh, and we have, I'm really data driven and, uh, I, I'm not into emotionalism or hype or sensationalism. I just want good results. Right. And I've lived it both in practically in my life and then helping tons of others, even from all around the world. So whether a person is a Christian or not, they can still be set free from these harassing thoughts. So here's kind of my outline and approach, all right? I'm just gonna kind of give the skeleton of it, is I sit down with a person or on a phone and we pray, and I, I plead the blood of Jesus in a, with a seamless canopy of the blood to surround the room. I believe that the communication between outside demonic forces and those which are trapped can be broken, and they should be. Next, I plead the blood of Jesus over the person's mind that we're gonna pray for, and then we ask God Almighty to draw a circle of judgment in the realm that we cannot see, but we know it exists, and post two of his warring angels on either side. See, I believe there's a different dimension uh, where, where battles rage uh, between demons and angels and where they set up these strongholds against us. So then we'll ask the Lord, because he's the one and it's by his authority uh, that we do any of this, uh, we ask him to shine a light in that realm and on any evil entity or you could say demon or spirit that has been assigned to this person. If there is one, there may not be, but if there is one, we believe God's light will shine on that demon. And then by the authority of Jesus Christ, we command the demon to get into that circle, kneel down, bow his head in shame. And he's to answer my questions clearly concisely, quickly, or he'll be punished. There'll be consequences. So you see, we've, we've just set the stage, the rules of engagement, by what authority we do it, and by faith we're ending in that realm. Next, uh, and this is all kind of casual conversation that's not over the top. There's, you know, I tell the person I'm praying for, all right, so since you're the one that always hears these weird thoughts, you're the one that has the cell line. So when I ask demons certain questions, you tell me what you hear. That's all. Don't try to edit it, right? Let, yeah, let me jump in right there okay. and explain. Okay, so that was Victor on the phone with me. And I promise you, maybe you're having a lot of the same thoughts yeah. I was having at the moment, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I, just, I just sat there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay through this call. Right. Whatever happens, happens, you know, right. if it's real, you know, and I'm going to hold on there and I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to stay on this calm. And I tell you, there was, there was nothing in my mind. It was just, it was just quiet. And I was just waiting for him to, I had no clue what was going on. He didn't, you know, you're getting an outline. I didn't have an outline. Right. I right. had no clue what was going to happen or what was happening. And so I was just listening and he would say something and a thought would pop up. You know, and and sometimes it didn't, and I would tell him, you know, I don't know, Victor, you know, nothing, nothing's coming right now, and and he said, okay, that's okay, we'll just move along, and so I just listened to what his questions, and I just, if something popped up into my head, I'd tell him, and if nothing did, I'd tell him the same thing, and I got to tell you, the things that were surfaced were just deep, mm. personal 
yeah. things I'd never told to anybody. Mm. It was it was extremely powerful. So I'll let you take it over from there. Oh, brother, thank you for sharing that. It's it is it it is a it is deep and it is personal and it's life altering. So, you know, once we set this stage and rules of engagement, um, you know, all authority has been given to us uh, by Jesus Christ over all forces of darkness. We we truly believe that. And then I just simply uh, command any demon that God's light is shining on, that demon to step into that circle, take that position, and answer my questions. And then I, the first question I ask is, demon, by what name do you most go by? Now that, that here's the first question, and people are like, uh, what am I supposed to, I go, you know, and, and really the, the biggest thing people say is, well, what if I make this up in my mind? I go, okay. They're like, well, how will I know? I go, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to process it right now. Just tell me what you hear. And I've heard everything from very extreme other languages, other time period names to, you know, Jorge or whatever. It can be any name. It doesn't really matter. I tell people it's just an identity badge. So we can pin it on that demon, have a little bit more control over connecting directly to him with what we're doing. So they give a name. Then the next question I ask is how old was the person when you first got assigned to them? And the person would go, Oh, I just heard 11, you know, 22, whatever the name, whatever the age, the number pops up. And then I ask the demon, this is when it gets interesting. I go, what's the top three lies you've told this person since you got assigned to them? Top three lies, first lie. And, you know, I, I don't ever give information. I don't do leading questions. I don't try to implant anything in a person's mind. I just let them tell me what they hear. But I he would, asked me the question and then he was silent. Mm -hmm. there was, he was just, There's, and the things that came up, man, it was just. Yeah. So it's not I'm sorry, hypnotherapy. I can't, even, I can't even talk about them here. You know, right? it, was, oh. it, was, it was too personal, too raw. And, and, and remember, we're asking for the top three lies that this demon has specifically just told a person or told you for years and years, and it is personal because the whole purpose for these lies is to still kill and destroy a person. Still kill and destroy, that's the goal. So oh, it, really, it really is um, a, a powerful time of exposing lies that have uh, really molded and directed or driven people, right? And so I get the first lie, I get the second one, I get the third one. And, and the good news about getting a lie, whatever it is, at that point, a person typically will go, oh my gosh, I, I thought that was me. You know, that's, that's a demon just reinforcing these lies to you. And, and, but the good news is whatever lie you hear, the exact opposite is the truth. You don't have to go searching for it. It is there. So, um, I, one example, because there are definitely common threads, regardless of what culture I'm in or country, uh, economic status, it doesn't matter. You know, it, they're, they're always oppressive, negative, destructive, but, you know, you'll never amount to anything or you're not loved or whatever. You can't stop this. 
you deserve this. You know, it's, it's these, it's psychops is what it is. And then uh, I just tell people the good news is the truth is exact opposite. Next thing I ask the demon is what was your purpose for being assigned to this person? What were you tasked to accomplish? Because I do believe in the structure of the heavenly realms with God, his angels, and but I believe there's structure, order, and, and discipline in the structure of darkness or the, the kingdom of darkness. So I asked the demon, what was your main purpose for being assigned this individual? And they'll say it. And then the person will go, oh my gosh. Oh, that's what I just heard. And then I asked them, do they have a legal right to stay assigned to them? Because sometime, now, now audience, listen to me, especially if you're not a person of faith, you know, there is a thing called sin. It's, and whether you, it, whether you're missing the mark of keeping the 10 commandments or going against your own conscience, even what you think is right and wrong, we all have a conscience of what, what is good, what is bad, what is right and wrong. And, I do think sin separates us from God, a holy God. And we are a people that not, are, we're not holy. And um, when we sin, we need a savior to connect us back to God in a personal relationship. And that's what Jesus did. He didn't come to condemn us. That's, I mean, it says it in the Bible. He didn't come to condemn the world, but to save it. And, uh, but our sin can sometimes bring condemnation on us guilt and shame. So sometimes sin is what keeps us uh, from being free. And I'll just, I'll just leave it at that for, for a thought process. It's not to make you feel guilty. And I, I hear people say, don't, oh, you know, don't bring that on me because I want to live my life the way I, I okay. It's, it's, I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just trying to tell you that ultimate freedom is found through Christ to get a relationship with God, but sin can sometimes really muck that up. So um, typically the person will say, yeah, he says, no, doesn't have a legal right anymore. Then I'll say, are you in charge of a stronghold against this person? Are you the head demon? Because remember, I believe in structure. And I believe there's really order. If they say yes, I'll simply ask how many are under your command against this person? One, three, you know, a thousand, whatever it is. Um, and then I'll simply ask the person, uh, I always make sure the person's somewhat comfortable because, you know, it's faith and it is a little tiring. It's like, uh, but it doesn't last long. It's not this drawn out. I'm not sprinkling holy water. You know, we're not, we're not speaking in tongues. We're not, it's just, it's just kind of a, I think, uh, just Not, as normal as we're talking right now. Right now, naturally, supernatural. And um, and I'm not saying other ways don't work. I'm just saying this is kind of the approach God gave me that we've used and, and others that I respect and have learned from. So at that point, um, uh, you know, if they don't have a legal right, I ask them, what's the main truth that God has been trying to tell this person their whole life? And, and you, demon, have worked so hard to keep him from believing. Now, this is really a, a landmark moment where the person now will realize the truth of what God's been trying to tell them, that mm -hmm. this demon is running interference on. And when you hear the truth, that's what sets you free. 
It's like, oh my gosh. And then typically my last question, I just asked the person, so do you want this demon to continue to hustle you? And they go, uh, no. And I go, good answer. <laughs> but I will say there have been a number of occasions where the person I'm praying for says, well, and they don't want the demon to leave. And, mm. you know, you can't, the, God doesn't overcome a person's will ever because we have free will. So I would never try. And the reasons vary from some people go, well, I want to continue doing this. I want to do that. Or I, I'm familiar with this mindset and I, this demon makes me feel comfortable and not alone. It, there's all kind of reasons. Uh, none of them are good, but because <laughs> it won't, yeah, it doesn't ultimately end up for freedom for the person. And then, I mean, that's basically it in a nutshell. And, you know, I prayed for four guys yesterday. And uh, again, these were either professional athletes or guys very successful in the financial industry. And, and uh, they just wanted, it's different for everybody, but whether it's personal or marriage or life in general, uh, this is what I always tell people. Just watch and wait and see what happens. I, that's all I would ask you guys here. You know, if you could just be as brave as I was and just if you made it to this part of the podcast, look, I was thinking all the same things you're probably thinking in your head right now, you know, but I yeah. sat there and I said, you know what? I'm going to see it through. I'm going to be at least brave enough to just see it through and then see what happens, you know? And, yeah. and I tell you, Victor, if nothing had happened, I'd have told you nothing happened, right. you know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to say, you know, right. exactly what something is, but something happened. And so I'm here to tell you all that, wow, I am so glad that I sat through and that I, you know, just, just went with it and, and you know, it was amazing. And, and I just, I just really want to thank you. I don't know that I ever can thank you in enough ways because oh, you're passing it on brother. And that's, man. That's what matters. That the that quietness, is the quietness that I've gotten, the ability to literally sit in silence in a room by myself, and and not have the just the attacks going on in my head is just amazing, man. It's yeah. uh, oh, what a, what a better quality of life I've been given from this. So thank you so much, and um, just want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about what you do with your trainings that like you were just saying, there were some men there with you this Thanks. weekend. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, we, we are just, uh, we're just on the front end of opening up a leadership and training center. We're based in Colorado Springs and our goal is to equip people uh, physically with skill sets that make them feel more comfortable. I mean, literally from, of course, uh, to protect oneself against violence. So hand to hand blade work, shooting pistol carbine but but awareness assessment avoidance or action how to change the mindset that you move in an area of uh, freedom in in life of where hey i'm prepared so therefore i'm not paranoid against physical uh possible assaults or attacks or wh whatever it is right and then we want to help people emotionally in the soulish realm there and we believe the soul is the mind will and emotions and um, so we encourage people to, to excel in the lane that God has placed them 
to become all that they can be in him, not to be driven, but to be led by God. Mm. Uh, and because people often are, I tell people, your skills and your gifts and even your tenacity can take you to a place of success. But if you haven't developed the character, the moral integrity and character, you, you, it can lead you to a place where those things won't sustain you. And I've dealt with many, many people over the years uh, who are very successful. I mean, from Emmy award-winning actors to the highest levels of politics, to special operations guys, to musicians, pro athletes. And, and here's the one thing is, okay, I've made it. But, oh, my gosh, I'm actually more miserable now because I'm not even in the hunt or the chase. I've made it. So we, we help people be champions in life. That was, that was always my deal. Hey, be a husband, a wife, a mom, a dad, a better kid, right? whatever it is. And, um, and then spiritually, we talked a little bit about it, but I, I love seeing people come into a relationship with God, um, a love relationship to be set free. And, uh, but understand that, uh, he's made them. No one knows them better. And he has a purpose uh, for them on this earth that they wouldn't be here. So physical, emotionally, spiritual. We also do marriage, get-togethers. I call them couple get-togethers. Um, uh, men's groups, like we just did. I mean, there's one point where we're doing all this great high-speed training, basics to whatever. Uh, but then on our training center, we have a tractor. I said, hey, guys, how many of you never actually get on a tractor and driven one? A few of them are like, I haven't. Well, good. Come on over here. I got a pile of dirt. I need moved from here to that side. You can use the front loader or the backhoe and get you some. And uh, they loved it, right? So yeah, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, just basic, basic stuff. Uh, and then again, just how to be a better person, the best person you can be. And uh, people love our stories and what we do. And we're always excited to, uh, to gain new friends and people who will help us in what we do as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap this up here, I just wanted to check in with my spiritual brothers here. I've invited on the call. Uh, we have Graham, who's my uh, general manager of ad skills. And then Jimmy Dowds, who's a spiritual leader. Um, not sure what to call you, Jimmy. I just call you Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> uh, just wanted to check in. What do you, what do you guys think about this and uh, what you've heard so far? Graham, we'll start with you first. Yeah, I, I, I just—it's incredible. You know, I think some of these things are so—they um, seem so far out, don't they? They can just seem just bizarre, you know, at the thought of it, or even unreachable, you know. So I think for for a believer, I think they seem miles away, and maybe for an unbeliever, then these things can just seem downright strange. But I—I uh, I just wanted to thank you for explaining it in such simple terms and a and making it um digestible and fascinating uh, all at the same time and i think when you hear it from yourself victor uh, alongside justin's experience of uh, walking that out with you then i i think uh, for i hope that for lots of this audience um it it makes it even more digestible and uh, closer to home i think so um, 
that was tremendous. Thanks so much for explaining that. That's that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. You bet. And you and you, Jimmy. Yeah, thanks for setting us up, Justin and Victor. Absolutely marvelous. Uh, a subject very close to our hearts because having been in many countries for 40 years where it's on like the demonic levels on steroids, like yes. Haiti riddled with voodoo right. and uh, down in Bogota in the middle of a 38-year war. Yeah. You know, our eyes go open to the whole spiritual warfare like crazy because down in Bogota, the, the pastors discovered if they did spiritual warfare 20 minutes before a meeting, 2,000 people would come to Jesus, young people. Right. If they did no warfare, zero. Zip. Yep. And so, so, you know, I've been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this. You're very brave because you, you've just jumped in with both feet at a high, high level. And this, this is not baby milk for people. You're, you're just hitting people with a, a sirloin steak today. Yeah. But um, no, even though I've studied this and, and read everything I can, uh, today I've learned many, many things from what mm. you just shared. Mm. And uh, so I have a little quick question for you. And that yes. is, if, 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 the, if the punters on here want to go and read on this, they read the Bible, of course, but if there's anything you would recommend that would help them unpack some of this stuff. Sure. What would uh, you recommend? You uh, know, the, I, I've studied spiritual warfare for years, really decades, and I've, I've read everything, watched everything. And the one book that I recommend a friend wrote his name is dr carl Payne, and he's a former chaplain of seattle seahawks and he wrote a book and, and he's got a new version coming out called it's just called spiritual warfare yeah and um he's got some videos on and he's um he's a pretty boring baptist theologian who uh, uh who just has dealt with people needing to pray for people for years and years and years. And, and then, and he's helped many. So his work is probably now it's in depth. It's not as simple as my approach, but uh, I've learned a lot from him. And, um, and then also, you know, my wife and I, uh, we believe that the body of Christ could use this approach just as part of their discipleship belt, just like if you had kit on, well, I need this, uh, just to, to be free, stay free, help others. Uh, but we, you know, my big concern is how do you share this with large groups of people uh, and it not get twisted, not get weird. And we're just at a point in our life, in ministry, where the world is, we just have to trust God with it. Yeah. We, we yeah. just have to, you know, Amen. It's, Amen. you know, Lord, we're, we're in such a time and space. So I, I, I'll give you all a couple of things. There is, you talk about South America, there are active duty Navy special warfare operators, SEALs and, and former SEALs uh, are retired that go to South America to get rid of demons. But it's extreme. They're taking drugs. 
And then one person in the group, there's a kind of a shaman, but one of the seals, one of the military guys, all the demons have to go onto or into him and he'll hold them so all the others can be free. And then they just keep doing this process where a new group will come and then somebody in that group has to take all the demons. To, to me, to me, that's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And um, yeah. some very well-known, and I won't, I won't say their name, but very well, very well-known for me, their movies or media or the military, they've said, Victor, can you help us? This, this is, your way just seems to be so much more simple. And I'm like, yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we opened up the training center. We want people to come here, get prayed for, but then turn around and go out and start praying for people. Cause you know, it's that simple, you know, it's that simple multiplication principle with one person else too. And those two people help too. <clears throat> let it go like that so that I'm not the source. And, and, um, but this has worked in from Iraq to Russia, to atheists, non-believers, Christians, Muslim, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because Jesus came to set people free. And, mm. and I would just tell the audience out there, <clears throat> consider what you've done to be free, what you've tried and it hasn't worked. So, I mean, really, how bad is this? It's like Justin, okay, let's give it a whirl. And uh, what happens if you really do become free? Mm. And uh, a fellow I prayed for yesterday, you know, he goes, uh, at the end, he was very moved by what had just happened. And it was short. It was like maybe 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And I asked him this question after we finished praying, because he realized how real it was. I said, hey, my friend, do you is this the day that you feel like you want to get your life right with God? Because Jesus just delivered you from demons that have been attacking your mind since you were like 11. He goes, yes, yes. I want to give my life to the Lord. I said, great, let's pray. And he left a changed man. So uh, many people watching, because this isn't a necessarily a Christian audience per se, but many of you have been turned off with reason by the church, by Christians. And, and I don't try to defend them. And I don't need to defend Jesus Christ. He's the real deal. But I'll just say this, I'm in ministry. And I've been turned off by the church. I've seen hypocrisy at levels that are staggering. And right now, ministries are being shaken. Men are being exposed. Some churches are going to go away. And you know my perspective? They should. Let them. Let God shake and clear out those who probably shouldn't be in ministry or in it for the wrong reasons. And let us just come to set people free. Come to destroy the works of the wicked one because it's Jesus Christ is the only one with the greatest purpose and we are just grafted into what he's doing. So uh, any way we can help, we'd love to. I, I definitely think we're the more of the train the trainers because of our lot and position and, and time frame. And all the while we're still doing ministry around the world. 
Awesome. Victor, thank you so much, man. Uh, you know, really want to be cognizant of your time here. Um, if you want to find out more about Victor, you, you don't have to do much more than Google him. I mean, there is just tons of stuff. I highly recommend you go on YouTube, search up Victor Mark, search up World's Fastest Gun Disarmament. Um, that's a, some great videos there, but you can also just go to Victor Marks, that's M-A-R-X.com find all the missionary stuff that he's doing find the stuff where he's saving kids from isis you can find his daily intelligence briefing newsletter you can find everything there at victormarks.com victor thank you so much for your time here thank you so much for your bravery here as well um and thank you for what you've done for me Uh, my privilege and honor great to be here with you guys jimmy and graham all right all right y'all i'm gonna close it out here see y'all later bye Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time, 